Hello, tiny pocket friends, LLLs, lovers. Welcome back to Go Help Yourself. It's a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. On one Big Daddy Friday episode every week, we read and review a popular self-help book and we give you the highs and lows about it so that you can decide if you want to support the author and dive deeper into their work or if it's just not really for you. Also, if you decide to never read the books, you can condescend to your friends in like a very know-it-all way, which is really our goal on this podcast is to make you more insufferable. So welcome. This is the voice of Misty Stinnett. I am typically joined by the brilliant, wonderful Lisa Linky, but she is not here this week. And we, we say yes. We say yes to taking breaks. We say yes to taking care of yourself. Instead, I am joined on this very special weekly beef, which is our Tuesday episodes where we cover anything and everything self-help that is not a book. I am joined once again by Gabrielle Boucher. Gabrielle, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to jump back in. Oh my God. So listen, on the last episode, Gabrielle shared with us all about one of the five books that she's written, The Purpose Factor. It's a stellar episode all about finding and applying your purpose and some of the things that get in the way and some really powerful reframes. Definitely check out that episode. I read her gorgeous, absolutely bursting at the seams bio, but I will just give you a quick recap here. Gabrielle is one of the world's foremost millennial experts. She has two TED Talks. She has worked with all sorts of companies from the U.S. Navy to Google to Microsoft. She has written five books. She's gotten endorsements from Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and she is a co-founder of The Purpose Company. And we are so freaking thrilled to have you back on. And the reason that I wanted you to come back on is because I want to hear all about what do you do at The Purpose Company? What a stellar name for a company. And what Tell me, just tell me all about your life. Tell me everything. Yeah. Well, tell at me the, everything. At the Purpose Company, we help people find and use their purpose. And we really uh. started the company because we were tired of people telling us, find your purpose and not telling us how or, or telling us what to do with it once we found it. And so yeah. we really spent about five years testing and tracking, creating this purpose discovery process that we talked about really at length in the last episode to find a way to be able to help people apply it to their work, apply it to what they should study, to apply mm-hmm. it to what they should do next. Because I think in a world where we have so many options, we feel stuck and stunned by making the wrong decision. Oh my God. Decision paralysis is so real. It's overwhelmingly real. And I think it causes us to not make any decision because we feel Mm -hmm. like we're making a responsible choice by making no choice at all. Mm. And I had done that in my own life (laughs) for so long that I said, you know, what if we created a system? What if we created a company? And what if we created a community where pursuing your purpose and using it was normal? And that doing great, crazy, brave things was just a typical Tuesday. 
And if we could help our community get out of their own way and recognize Mm. that they need to fall more in love with who they're going to help with their purpose than Mm -hmm. being afraid of what happens if they fall along the way. And, uh, and that's what we've done. So we, I keep talking about we, we is my husband, Brian and I, and um, we started the purpose company really because we'd been working with these major brands and helping them engage their workforce. And so we were helping Mm -hmm. people find purpose and apply it to their work. And we were like, what about everybody else who aren't these major companies or the military? So we created a company specifically for individuals who are in transition or want to be in transition and focus on what's next for them, and are ready to find their purpose. I love that so much. And I particularly love what you said about normalizing finding your purpose, because it does almost seem like anti-popular culture to be like, no, I want to... Because it, it's we're not talking about passion, which we also covered in the last episode. Like Passion and purpose are different things. And it does seem counterculture to say like, no, I want to work in a way that is aligned deeply with the inherent gifts and experiences that I've been gifted by this lifetime. And it's amazing to me that's not part of like a high school curriculum, you know, that that's not sort of, you know, the career counselor's office. So I just love, love, love that you said that. And I'm so curious, in your own path, where along the lines did founding the Purpose Company come in? Had you already written a bunch of books? Did the books come after founding the Purpose Company? Did your research on one or the other inform the other side of it? Yeah, such a great point. So the Purpose Company in the book, The Purpose Factor, really was a result of about seven years of research and application. And it was a lot of testing and tracking. And to be perfectly honest and transparent, the purpose discovery process that we discovered wasn't something we intended to share with anybody else. We didn't create Mm. it thinking, oh, we're going to write a book about this. We're going to create a company for it. We just wanted to find our purpose. We were just stuck on this hamster wheel of trying to get somewhere in our own lives and felt like we had something big to offer the world, but didn't know what that thing was. Mm. And and so we Mm -hmm. honestly felt like if we could just solve this problem for ourselves, then we would be set. But something kind of amazing happens when you discover your purpose and solve a big Mm -hmm. problem for yourself. All you want to do is solve that problem for other people. And so that's really where that process started. But yeah, so The Purpose Factor is my fifth book. I wrote my first book when I was 17. And that was really just because I was like 17, five foot nine, had more braces than teeth and just had this (laughs) obsession with achieving everything and anything. Girl, me, by the way, me too. I had headgear that I wore at night. Yes. Like I had like the whole shebang. I was also that super high achiever that came from that kind of crazy background. Like I really, really deeply relate. Yeah. It's a thing. And it's amazing that being thankful and grateful for where you come from and also to recognizing that there's just a huge opportunity, I think, for you to go back and like talk to that younger self. And one mm-hmm. of my favorite questions to ask people is, what would the 12-year-old version of you think about who you are today? Oh. And I, and I think it's such a, a powerful and really a great equalizer because at 12, <laughs> that's before you're like trying to be super cool. You're not quite like you're kind of tweenish. 
And and you still have some of those kind of childlike hopes and dreams. And mm-hmm. I love asking people that question, whether they'd be proud or excited or like, wait, what does blockchain mean? I mean, whatever, <laughs> however you've like ended up in your life, yeah. I'm thinking about where that 12-year-old version of you would think about who you are today is mm-hmm. kind of a, a fun game I like to play with people at, at cocktail parties. <laughs> I feel like 12-year-old Misty would be like, podcasts are boring. Like, what are you doing? doing? How did you end up here? Yeah, Yeah. 12-year-old version of me is like, oh my gosh, you have teeth. I'm so excited. You have teeth. Multiple of them. Yeah, well, I had five of my teeth pulled when I was in eighth grade and had, like, again, more braces than teeth. It was just, uh, it was a mess. But I... I'm so thankful for that experience because I think it just gave me this very like self-deprecating view of my life and, and the world mm-hmm. that I was like, this isn't going to be forever. And, well, you and know, your teeth are gorgeous. You have such a beautiful smile. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll just tell a 12-year-old version of me that. So yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how we got on topic of 12-year-old Gavin and Misty, but I think they would have been friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, what our 12-year-old versions would say of what we're doing now which I love. I love this kind of, this imaginal time traveling. I think it's great. And I think sometimes we just get so stuck in the here and now and that we're not where we think we should be. I think so Mm. many times we're like, oh, by 30, I was supposed to do this. Or by 40, I was supposed to do this. Or what do you mean you're not married? Mm -hmm. And, And when we set these invisible expectations on ourselves, we're just setting ourselves up to be bitter. And you can't be bitter without expectations. A hundred percent. You can't be disappointed without expectations. And at the same time, I would say society sets that shit on us. It's not always, I mean, like I know that we internalize a lot of those things. There's a lot to unpack around that, but it really is the like, hey, you're doing well if you're measuring success by these external things. But it sounds like so much of the work you do is finding ways to help people feel satisfied, aligned, and successful internally. And like, like, yes, that translates hopefully to a successful career doing what you're doing or vocation, or even if you're, you embody your purpose in your hobbies, you know, but it's, it sounds like, I don't know, would you say that at the purpose company, you put more emphasis on internal markers of success? Absolutely. And I think looking at what does success mean for you I think Mm -hmm. is beyond just a platitude that people say because they don't know the answer. Sometimes people, I'm on podcasts all the time, like, what is success for you? I'm like, how would I establish that for someone else? Because I think generally what we'd all say, you know, healthy, wealthy, and happy as a general marker that we want to be those things. But a lot of times people will say, well, happiness is if, you know, I make enough and I'm healthy enough. And then I'll ask them, so do you make enough and are you healthy enough? And they say, well, you know, yes and yes. Well, are you happy? Well, no, because mm-hmm. we created happiness based off of a condition rather than a choice. Yeah. So there's, I think there's that, that, certainly that perspective. But I think that the internal markers come out in external markers, whether it's making more money, having more clarity, making better decisions, having healthier relationships. Because mm-hmm. you're not putting so much pressure on external markers to bring you that joy, that security, that safety. When mm. you're okay internally, you're not as worried about whether or not he calls you back because you're going to launch your thing no matter what. 
when you're okay with who you are and you know exactly where you're going and you know who it is that you're helping, you're not as upset if, oh my gosh, your car breaks down and you know, you didn't expect to have that $2,000 repair bill. Okay, great. I know that I can figure it out. So there's that perspective that I think is really powerful to be able to free yourself into a a position of purpose rather than, again, just kind of waiting for things to (laughs) turn out how you expect them to. Right. Or having some sort of vague idea of like a relationship or money or health. It's like, but also what specifically do those things look like? Like when we don't know the amount of money that would make us feel great. Yeah. What's enough, which we've covered in a lot of books on this podcast, but I am so curious. So, so you have a lot of books on millennials and purpose and you offer a program through the Purpose Company. And I'm so curious, I know that there are always outliers, but what is the average age of people coming to you and saying like, hey, I tried the traditional path. I'm not happy. There has to be more. Sure. Yeah. Most people who we help are 30 to 45 years old who Mm -hmm. are in a position in their life where they recognize that they've tried things on their own and things haven't worked out that they're in a position where they know that they're made for more, but can't seem to get out of their own way. Like they Mm -hmm. feel like they're on that hamster wheel that no matter what they do or, or however many books that they read on their own or programs that they try and do, they can't quite figure out with that clarity and that confidence that they know exactly what it is that they're supposed to do next. And so Mm -hmm. that's where we come in. So we call ourselves the program before the program. So before you enroll in a program to, you know, get into real estate or to start that drop shipping company or to get into podcasting or to become a life coach, you have to know your purpose first or else yeah. you're just going to wake up and regret that decision that you made because you didn't start off on the right path. Mm-hmm. So that's really where we focus on is really getting clarity around who you are and who it is that you're supposed to help so that way whoever it is that you're serving with that platform of company entrepreneurship or or another avenue is that you know that your purpose is being employed and that is the recipe for fulfillment because purpose is what you have inside of you to help other people fulfillment is the result of helping other people with what you have seeing the positive results of your hard work and your effort exactly exactly that's in- that's incredible so what does so if i enrolled today in a program at the Purpose Company. What does that look like? How long does it take me? What's the structure? Sure. Yeah. So Purpose Mastery is a 10-week program that we lead you through first finding out what mindsets have held you back. Because we will self-sabotage ourselves if we don't recognize whether it's imposter syndrome, fear of failure, fear of success that has really yeah, kept us it's a stuck. big one. And so yeah. we focus on mindset first. Then we go into the really clear science-backed approach of purpose discovery, which we really help you get clear and really triangulate who you are and what it is that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Then we focus on the application. So helping you determine, can I apply my purpose in what I'm currently doing? Do you want to launch something on your own? And what does that look like? And Mm -hmm. so we've seen people launch real estate companies, launch drop shipping companies, launch clothing design companies. We've worked with folks who just want to level up in their own career, folks who want to stay in their current area of employment, but are just now finding fulfillment after years and years of being in the same job. 
but now for the first time feel like they're finally making a difference. So Mm. it's not going to guarantee that you find your purpose and you've got to quit tomorrow, but it does guarantee that you're going to know how to be more fulfilled and how to have that joy, how to have that clarity, how to have that confidence that that next move that you're moving towards is where you're supposed to be going. Now, do you, does finding one's purpose and getting super clear on it, does that correlate with being successful? I think that there is a natural correlation between success and clarity because Mm. success isn't something that happens accidentally. Sometimes in our generation has a lot of people who've made it to the top who I think because culturally it sounds cool said, oh, I just got lucky. So whether it's, Mm -hmm. you know, Zuckerberg saying, well, I just got lucky on my idea about Facebook. Well, or you put in a heck of a lot of hard work and you had great mentors and great investors and there was a system that you were using to scale that was extremely successful. So if that's what Mm. you call luck, perfect. Mm. I think that there are a lot of people who are influencers who are like, yeah, I just got lucky. I just posted a bunch of stuff and things just took off. We have this, oh, it was easy kind of romantic idea of us making it, which spoiler alert for your audience, that's not how it works. So I I think success, whether you're measuring it by fame, fortune, or fulfillment will happen when you're using your purpose. It depends on how many people do you want to help with your purpose. Do you want to help your family? Do you want to help your neighborhood? Do you want to help the state of Florida? Do you want to help the Western Hemisphere? Who is it that you want to help and how big is that scale? That Mm -hmm. is going to be the ceiling of your success. That makes a lot of sense. And I think something that really struck me also about what I love about your program versus just like, hey, here's your purpose and it's dropped in your lap. The end is that you do spend a lot lot of time focusing on the application of it. Because you said something in the last episode, which is like, it's almost harder to find your purpose and not know what to do with it. Like that could be crazy making. It absolutely is. Yeah. And you had mentioned a coaching component as well. So like, what does the Purpose Company do to set up its students or clients with applying their purpose? Yeah, it's really a three-part approach where we have a virtual on-demand component of it where people can watch the videos, download the assessments. We have over 75 different worksheets and assessments that folks go through on everything from purpose discovery to purpose application. And we've got things like you know website templates and business pitches, and we're just putting a new thing in there on how to get a TED Talk and how to pitch mm-hmm. yourself as a speaker. So we're really, really practical to make sure that you don't just know your purpose, but you know how to use it. The second component of it is that we have weekly coaching and Q&A calls where we're weekly mentoring our community, answering questions, going deeper on the content. And then the third pillar is that we we work with our people one-on-one as they're launching. And so as we're working with our our community, we're seeing them, we've got our our first student who hit a million dollars where he started just a year ago and launched a company from his garage printing, screen printing t-shirts and has just done incredibly well. And, you know, I was coaching him with, you know, he had a, a dog and his daughter running around in the background and 28 years old, you know, they, they hit their first million dollars. So the difference is a system. 
So having Mm. a system that you're following, and I think sometimes we, especially as high achiever types, are like, I'm going to think my way out of this. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to push harder. I'm going to stay up later. And we keep thinking that if we work harder, we'll get a different result. But the difference is the system. So you are Mm. not less of a person, less qualified, less intelligent, less brilliant because you're not successful right now. It just means that you've got the right, the wrong system. So investing in the right system, following the right plans is the difference between staying stuck for another few months or another few years and getting to where you need to be. So 10 weeks. And then you, so I'm so fascinated by this. You said on the last episode, within about three weeks, on average, people get clarity around their purpose. Yes. And then within 10 weeks, give or take, because it's it's kind of a self-guided program, right? It's as fast as I want to watch the the videos and I want to do the worksheets. So if I'm if I'm a single mom with a lot of responsibilities, I can still do this sure. on my own time, which is cool. And then is it just ongoing coaching? Yeah, you get forever access, which is really unique. And we were really intentional in creating this community because we wanted to create a movement of people who were using their purpose to be able to change their world. And we knew that wasn't going to happen if you came in and after 10 weeks, we said, okay, bye, good luck. We wanted to create a community because we knew people were going to have different applications and different questions next week than they'd have Mm -hmm. next year. And and that's the system that we've created. We're also too constantly updating things, adding new content, depending on the challenges of our community or the questions that they have. We're going to be creating a new module around writing a book because many people in our community want to write their first book. So it's, it's serving people where they're at and answering the questions that they have and creating a comprehensive system for people to find and apply their purpose, unlike anything that's been offered before. Yeah, this is amazing. This is absolutely stunning. And I guess my last question for you is, what is your biggest piece of advice for anybody who's listening right now and whose like body is lit up? They're having a somatic response at this idea of like, oh my God, finding my purpose or like feeling that tug towards deeper meaning. What's your biggest piece of advice for somebody who wants to get started? I think the most important piece of advice that I wish someone would have told me when I was having those moments was Mm -hmm. to invest in yourself. Because I thought someone was just going to come along. This purpose fairy was going to find me and show me what to do. I thought Mm -hmm. that I needed to wait for my perfect mentor who's going to meet with me every Thursday at a Starbucks and tell me what to do. I had these expectations around what my process and my progress was going to look like. And Mm. I didn't recognize that those who are most successful invest in themselves. And I'm not just talking about money, but they put themselves on the calendar, just like you'd put Mm. a dentist appointment, just like you would put going to work for someone else. If you work eight hours for someone else, you can work two hours for yourself. Mm. So it's putting yourself on the calendar, which was really important. And the number one thing I would say, putting hearts and stars and highlighting it is find someone who is doing what you want to do and stock their success. (laughs) Find out how they got there, enroll in their programs, reverse engineer how they got there. Because sometimes people will say, well, no one's doing what I want to do. That's not true. There's always someone doing a component of what you want to do. And so Mm. reverse engineer 
what it is that they've done, invest in their programs, follow them on social media, stalk their success, and you Mm -hmm. will soon find yourself starting to replicate those same models if you invest in yourself. I love this so much. For anybody whose body is also on fire, links to all of Gab's work is in show notes. Please support her by any of her books. I'm sure they're all brilliant. Make sure to listen to the the last episode covering the purpose factor. And Gab, I'm just so grateful for you coming on. This is such a deep conversation, especially, you know, you being a millennial expert, me also, I'm an elder millennial. And this is not a conversation that I've heard in our generation until, you know, we're hitting our mid-30s and going like, wait, there's got to be more than just outwardly projecting success on social media. I think that we get to this point in our lives where we recognize that there's a difference between the perception of success and the internalization of happiness. Mm -hmm. And those two are oftentimes on opposite ends of the spectrum. And I think in this world where we want to selfie our way to success, we've recognized that there's so much more to it and that we want to be happy with ourselves and taking our life back and recognizing that the plans that we were told to follow didn't work out for most of us. We put our purpose in way too many other people's hands and that we're at the point in our lives where we're like, you know what? My life isn't turning out how I want, but I have so much more life to live and and I want to take that I want to take that purpose back. So that's what we love to do. I mean, that's what I get to do all day long is really helping a generation reclaim their purpose and use it to to change their world. Casual, casual. Everybody let that sink in. Check out Gab's work. Thank you so so much for being here. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. And with that, life, life is abundant. abundant. Go Help Yourself was produced by Misty Stinnett and Lisa Linky. Our theme song was written by the inimitable Matt Sav. Inimitable. There's nothing we love more than hearing from you. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. We're also at gohelpyourselfpodcast on Instagram and at ghypodcast on Twitter. And you can go old school and check out our website at gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. It basically is a fancy PowerPoint slide. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review because it helps other people find our show. You know who else needs to find it? Your friends. Tell all of your friends. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.